0: it's jomer here with you hi and welcome to this episode of first up in podcast form We're trying something a little different in today's episode because I figure I want to get you right into the content and really focus on that. You can always check out, of course, the actual aired episode at cfmu.ca slash show slash 159 and looking for this episode, which is number 60. So you can get a glimpse of what actually went on the air and download that as well. But for this, I just wanted to focus on the content for today. And today's special guest is Ariana Fig in this episode. So here is the actual conversation and maybe just a bit of the content that was shared but mostly the conversation so hopefully you enjoy this conversation that I had with Ariana and that'll be it for the podcast today so without further ado here we go This is 93.3 CFMU. Jomar here with you and another special guest for today, who, interestingly, I've had her music on the show in terms of playing it. And you may have heard this name come up a few times if you've ever listened to some of my previous episodes. But for some reason, it never occurred to me until recently. And I thought, why did I have never had this guest on? Because she's released some fantastic music over the two EPs that we've known, the latest being Maroon, uh, which was released earlier in February. We're going to get to hear about the EP, a little bit more about this artist and whatever else is ahead. So without further ado, please... Let me introduce to you Ariana Figg. Ariana, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, how (laughs) have things been? How have you been this past? I know it's been a a busy month, I would say, probably academically, musically, all sorts of things, but how have you been?
1: I've been good. Um, Last week, I got my reading week, so I did get to relax a little, even though I did still have to study for a midterm, but I took a trip to Montreal (laughs) oh so wow i've never been to montreal i was there for like three days with two of my friends and it was beautiful i think it was just a good change of scenery oh yeah good change of weather honestly i will never say <laughs> it's cold here again <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so, was it
0: during like the peak of their cold temperatures there or something yeah or and uh, it was
1: like it was beautiful outside like it was sunny no wind it was still negative 25 degrees
0: oh my goodness yeah so you're just I, getting I meant, bitten. Meant, That's the thing. Yeah. It's like as much as I love Montreal, we went there once and I'm glad you mentioned you gave yourself at least three days. Uh, I was going to say it's a good thing you didn't do what we did. Uh, We took five years ago a vacation in the summer, but we said we want to go for a week and we're going to try to combine Ottawa, Montreal and Quebec City all into that one week to try to get everything Mm. in. And it was a, it was a terrible idea thinking we would be able to do it all, but we ended up just staying in Montreal for most of it because we had what one day in Ottawa, not even one day in Quebec city, not even the rest was just sitting in the hotel in Montreal. So I think we kind of crammed so much and weren't able to get the full experience of being able to do sightseeing in Montreal and stuff. I still don't think I
1: got the full experience, but at (laughs) least, at least I got some, like we went to an art museum and it was, it was the Montreal Museum of Fine Arts and it was, okay, yeah. insanely huge there was like three buildings we got access to oh, two wow. it was free on saturday which we didn't know we got lucky oh, that's amazing um, yeah it was insane we spent like five <laughs> hours in there it was huge
0: that's insane have you ever been to the rom in in toronto in that? i
1: have when i was a kid i i was saying to my friend earlier I, like this week i want to go to the rom this summer <laughs> <laughs> i do was, i yeah. love going to museums and galleries oh those are and, fun absolutely um I've never even been to the AGO. like.
0: Actually, yeah. You know, I keep telling myself I want to go there, but I never seem to go there. AGO, even the one in Hamilton, the art gallery in Hamilton.
1: I go to the one, one in Hamilton because in the summertime, they have, like, it's free. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and but if see, an all art the art gallery time, is yeah. free,
1: I can't, like, convince myself not to go.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, why not, right? Like, there's there's, there's nothing, you, nothing. You don't lose. lose anything, really. Nothing to lose. And And I'm beating myself now because for all the times I was at Mac, I, I never went to the AGH. I went to every other place I figure around downtown, but I never set foot into the art gallery of Hamilton. And so one of these days, if I revisit, I'm going to have to go and pay a visit there. Cause yeah. I, f- I figure there's always, always so many wonderful exhibits and things. Yeah, going on
1: there, it's, so. I've been going there since I was a kid. And then funnily enough, in like, I think November, I did a gig there.
0: Um, awesome. <laughs> Full circle. Did, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was so, it was so nice that they asked me, I don't know who found me there, but um, it was for their annual film festival but it was like a week's worth of art. So uh, they hired some different musicians throughout the week to play at different locations. I got to play in the gallery, which is really Ah, nice. Ah,
0: I see. I see. So it's like, I guess like a mini super crawl or something, almost like something like that of that sort. Right. And just different venues across. Um, Gee, that's something. Everything now that I'm mentioning, that's, that's Hamilton specific. Uh, For some reason, I myself have not been to enough. And now I'm I'm immediately thinking while I'm chatting with you all these regrets and I'm going, why have I never been to any of these things? I keep people hearing say about it people say there's not
1: enough me, to you know? do. Like people say there's not enough to do in Hamilton. I go, then you just haven't entered anything into your Google search,
0: so <laughs> right? There's right. lots to do. It's 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 amazing how many things, not just downtown, but all across, just anywhere across Hamilton you think of, right? So it's it's amazing, especially of course downtown with all the music venues, all the events um, everything's just, just exciting stuff. So I am going to try to compensate myself for that over the next few years or whenever I pay visits back over and, uh, check them out. I mean, I'm sure you'll have recommendations. Uh, we can probably talk about them and uh, as, as we continue, but, uh, let me get back to you quickly. Um, I wanted to uh, hear about, I guess, uh, your, your musical beginnings. We can put it that way. (laughs) What do you remember about the earliest, the earliest times? Like, I know that you've, um, you you were part of the uh, the Hamilton Philharmonic uh, Youth Symphony Orchestra. I have yes. to. I, I want to make sure I get them right as well. To to shout Hamilton them out here.
1: Philharmonic Youth Orchestra.
0: Youth Orchestra. Youth Orchestra. Right. H Y H P Y O. What am I yes. thinking? Hang on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But but well before that, I'm I'm. Uh, what was your um? What would you say would be the earliest what the earliest memories you can remember of you know uh, whether it was music that you grew up with or music that was around you, uh, and kind of that story.
1: My earliest memory of music is me begging my parents to let me play an instrument um, because they let my brother, who was Uh. five at the time. My brother's two years older than me, so I was three. And I just think I just wanted the attention because obviously... When a kid starts to learn an instrument, it's like all on the parents to make sure they're actually practicing. Like a kid doesn't know how, you need to show them how. And so my parents were spending all this time with him, and I was like jealous. So I asked if I could play an instrument. Then they brought me to the music store, and I'm three, so I have nothing to go off of. (laughs) (laughs) And oh, wow. And they're like, okay, my mom wants me to play piano, my dad wants me to play guitar. And I picked violin because of a cat on Timothy Goes to School, which yeah. is a children's <laughs> show. <laughs> it's an animated children's show. And I picked uh-huh. it because the character's name's Yoko and she plays mm-hmm. violin. And I was like, I mm-hmm. could be like Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> and, and i just think that's so funny is like my entryway into music was so innocent like
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just unlocked the childhood memory of mine watching that show every time i hear the theme song anywhere anytime now or then i just always feel the warmth of being a kid at home and just snuggling up to the television and watching all those animals and i i, I realize it's like it's yeah, all the different um who was that like there was like a fox teacher or something like that yoko was a cat if i remember correctly and then wasn't timothy a raccoon lines. a raccoon yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <But> it's <laughs> so these, funny
0: it's so random but it's it's just you know hearing these names just takes you right back to childhood but it's it's amazing you know honestly like what what the power of such programming can do right so it inspired you to go take up violin and
1: yeah shout out to treehouse because <laughs> they <laughs> they really oh, did yeah. that for me. But oh, yeah. I uh, from there, I started to play violin. Um, I unfortunately was taught how to play violin by just ear training um, in the beginning. So it made it very uh-huh. difficult for me when I was about like seven or eight, I got a new teacher and she was like, okay, play this. And she put sheet music in front of me. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I had no idea there was sheet music. So she taught me from the very beginning, which made it good because I had a, now I have a really good ear. I don't have perfect pitch, but I'd like to say I have relative pitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I started playing with her, my private teacher in her like studio ensembles. So it was just like strings. And then from there, when I was in high school I started doing the HBO. And I also started to do some like theater in high school. Um, But the main thing I wanted to do always was write songs even if oh. i didn't know it yet like i always was like i want to be that person on the stage like singing like something about me something about my life <laughs> which i don't know you could say that's narcissistic or <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> no, um, or maybe
0: just just carries with you like uh, like when you when you wanted to to i guess um uh, c- uh compete against your brother quote unquote i mean of course like you know yeah. not not a, not an uh, not an a he sinister up, way or anything but
1: <laughs> he ended up not sticking with the music thing thank god cuz i don't think i could have ah. I don't think I could have lasted if we were both doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. He's
1: uh, he's a sports guy. He's a fitness guy, so that's his niche.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah. got their own. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Unless you know you want you want to do some musical fitness or something. I don't know what that would entail. But, but
1: he does love opera, which I think is so funny. Oh, yeah. That
0: is very interesting. Yeah. That yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. So, but yeah, but you, in your case, uh, you uh, you grew with violin and kind of did that,
2: uh, yeah. learned
0: that up. Eventually, though, decided to go and say, I want to do stuff in pop music and or whatever, yes. write songs. So, kind of getting into that. Yeah. yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, in high school, I remember my one friend. Her name's Abba. Amazing name. Um,
0: oh, that's amazing! She, yeah,
1: it's an amazing name. <laughs> she uh was like just start doing it like who cares if you don't really know what you're doing like there's lots of people who write songs I don't know what they're doing um I was like okay so I just started writing in my notebook I don't know where that notebook went thank god it's missing um, but <laughs> because I would also write down like just the words because I didn't know what I was playing on the guitar so I didn't know how to write the, it down <laughs> like I it was just there was such a disconnect so then I just yeah. like kept playing and my entire like guitar technique is built around songwriting like I'm not a great guitar player but I can do it to give you my idea Um, and same with piano so I just ended up teaching myself both those instruments throughout high school and getting basic chords down I already knew how to like read sheet music so it wasn't too difficult if I wanted to learn how to play a song I could read it Mm -hmm. Um, but then I realized like when it came time to if we were going to apply to university, I was like, I do feel like I need to go to more school. I'm not ready to just like not like I'm not ready to try doing something without a degree. Um, I wasn't there. So I I looked into popular music programs. And Westerns was like, the best one in Canada. Mm -hmm. And that's like not saying a lot because there's only like three <laughs> in
2: Canada <laughs> and two
1: of them are at colleges. So you'd be finishing with a diploma, which wasn't what my goal was. I wanted to get a degree. So Western was really like my only option in Canada. Um, I also applied to Berkeley college of music in Boston and I got into their songwriting major, but uh-huh. Berkeley's tuition fees as an international student (laughs) are insane so I just wanted to I did it because I wanted to know if I could get in and yeah oh that's fair and and I got in and I was like okay bye like
0: now now no hard feelings if you happen to find this and you are from Berkeley College and you happen to land your hands on this interview you know (laughs) you know how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. There we go. Maybe you will. We will say this. Please restrict the distribution of this interview to anybody <laughs> away from anybody in Berkeley for very specific reasons. We can't discuss now. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. So now you do a, you have a double, uh, you're doing a double diploma, you're at a double degree rather. So you're taking double up English, major. So yeah. you're doing double major. Yeah. Uh, and we are also taking up pop culture studies. So you're doing both of those up, right?
1: I am. Um, Wrapping up. the thing will
0: start you now. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have this one no bad, Earth yeah. Science class that's giving me grief, but other than that, <laughs> I have to take it to graduate. And you can tell uh-huh. that I'm not an Earth Science person. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> maybe if you sing yeah. about Earth Science one day, it might be. Like you know that, what? That, I'm thinking that's dark relief and that sort of thing. Right?
1: <laughs> that's gonna have to be the next study method. Sing, <laughs> I'll remember it. um but yeah so I'm doing a double major but funnily enough like my English program is actually what got me the most like network opportunities um in terms of creating music because my one Mm -hmm. professor Ivan Coyote um introduced me to their creative partner Sarah McDougall who is now I've been working with Sarah for like two years um Sarah originally just heard my song Maroon through Ivan and She was like, I love that song. Like, I'd love to make that with her. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. And I read about Sarah and I was super impressed by her. And I just thought it was so nice that like another woman in music wanted to support me and engage with me. And Mm -hmm. um, I made this song with her. And then it led to me saying like, hey, I have these grants. Um, And then her saying like, hey, I can get us grants. Why don't we just make this into a big project? And like, we made it into maroon the EP. And I had already oh. had a couple of the songs like ready. Actually, I want to say I had the like ideas ready, but I never really had the songs. We kind of went like song by song. Um I would just like I had the idea of releasing them all as singles um so that once it was done, let it go. Like once it was done, let it go and then once I feel like I have everything I need, I'll just put it into an EP. And mm-hmm. I think that benefited me really well because it just built like some sort of traction around my name and my songs. Um,
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And now I have like a, I don't know, I have a collection of music that I'm proud of.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, I I remember seeing those shares of all the different songs that were coming out from there, like guilty pleasure, punchline, a bunch of other things from that. Right. So having them released a little by little, and then leading up to the big boom, here's the EP. And then that kind of helped build some momentum. Right. I figure it must have been pretty good, but I also was interested to, to find out that when you mentioned having it from English, like that kind of being more of where your networking came from, I believe you mentioned some of your material actually came out from an assignment that's kind of how i guess your professor yes. passed it on to your uh
1: um, yeah the, to the assignment producer, right the assignment was we had like different guest speakers come in and different musicians and we basically had to create when whatever we were inspired by from that person in our own medium so some people were poets and people are songwriters some people did short stories whatever um oh. and i The guest speaker or guest musical artist was um, this woman named Veda Hill, and it's gonna—I'm gonna hate myself right now for not remembering remembering the name of the song. It was like a concert we watched via Zoom. She was actually in, um, I think, British Columbia, so we were like live streaming it for this class, and she was in a very historic concert hall there. Once again, I don't know the name, but. We were to take her music and write what we felt. And Veda's music is very metaphorical. Like almost every line is um, like uh, an image for something else. So Hmm. I was like, okay, I guess I should try to push my writing that way because that's sort of what she did, but I don't need to make it like hers. And then I ended up writing Maroon. um, And here we are.
0: (laughs) And it's, it's lovely, by the way. I really love that Thank particular you. song. Yeah. And I think I, I would almost dare say what this, this opportunity would have almost uh, passed you by maybe had you not taken this. Cause this, this class was uh was this an elective class or was this like something no, that was part of your um, program?
1: It, you need to like fulfill some, like I could have taken a English class. I just happened to, to take that one. So uh-huh. it, it met a requirement, but I, there was options.
0: I see. I see. So you could have picked this one or maybe another one or two other alternative classes.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Interesting circumstance. Imagine what. uh, what, And it was all on Zoom.
1: It was all on Zoom. It was during like the height of the pandemic. I was in my second year. I hate Uh thinking about that. My second year was completely (laughs) online. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like so long ago, but it really wasn't. It was two years ago. and. Yeah, and that's I met everybody in that class via Zoom. I didn't meet Ivan until I wanna say like good like five or six months after that class.
0: That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also remember that it wasn't long ago because I, too, the last, the tail end of my my uh, university life was uh, remote, all Zoom, like, Zoom University and stuff. And uh, it wasn't until the last term where we actually just had a few labs in person that we actually mm-hmm. got to come back on very, very slowly, though. But at that point, it was kind of, the, the campus still felt pretty deserted. Like, it wasn't the same oh, yeah. sort of full on, you know. Uh, students and, and I and I didn't find myself actually wanting like pining for for busy hallways and you know long lineups at the Starbucks or something like that and whatever and until that time and I said gee it's crazy how much I've taken for granted just just missing all these people but probably yeah. just you know out of habit right we'd see them every day but uh, no I I feel you though with uh, with the online classes now of course if you're listening to this and you loved those uh, <laughs> online classes <laughs> then hey nothing against you we I, nothing I just, against I, you yeah.
1: I'm just a yeah. social butterfly. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I I love getting out there, and especially now, I think it's whether it's these chat, even if these are remote, like just being able to have these conversations. Because I know that uh, this this to me, honestly, I'll I'll say is just something that really helped me also navigate out of the pandemic. Because otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I have no clue who I'd be talking to as a result. You know, having yeah. these conversations and stuff. And um, now, Maroon was definitely something that came. Well, after, I guess, the sort of the beginnings of the pandemic. But I know you had your other EP, which would have been Taboo. Was that, would you can that say, was, a quote-unquote pandemic release with, like, everything sort oh yeah. of done in, in makeshift ways and whatever?
1: Totally. Um, I think I released, when did I release that? Like, March 2021?
0: Something Maybe like earlier. that, yeah.
1: Maybe like earlier. Yeah. March 2021. So, two years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's wild. Um, Yeah, that came out of boredom. I was... Just in my house constantly I had gotten like this equipment To work on music but I didn't have the Classes to teach me like what to do So I was trying Things out on Logic Not really knowing what I was doing Still writing Some sort of song and then I want to say like Ben and I worked on that um, online For about Three weeks And then we released it Well I released it under my name (laughs) like we found we found somebody to mix it for really cheap somebody to master it for really cheap and then I just put it out because I wanted songs to my name um Mm. I'm so proud of some of them (laughs) some of them (laughs) I'm leaving up there to show my progress
0: that's fair yeah (laughs) but some of them have really shown right like um like Ocean was the one I remember I was telling you just before uh the uh, uh before we started that um Uh, I think that was one of the first songs I'd played on this show that was from you. Mm. And uh, of course, butchering the, uh, the the whole Western sort of thing when I introduced it, but uh, still was all honestly such a fun one to go ahead and play and seeing all the people that featured it too, like whether they had written blogs about it and, and, uh, or or had probably reached out to you to, to have a chat. Um, how were you feeling around that, uh, at that time? This, this would have been, this would not have been your first releases though. Would they have been or?
1: Um, that was probably my first big one. I had released I'll Call You Later. That was my first song I ever put out. Um, once again, I really did not know what I was doing with that one. <laughs> and then I put out a song, Broken Foot, and I still think Broken Foot holds true. Um, I love that song. I have a love-hate yeah. relationship with it, but I love it right now. <laughs> um, and that one got like a little bit of coverage. Like two people talked about it, and I was still like ecstatic because I was like, they were in um, the UK and I was like, what are they doing oh, wow. over there?
0: Yeah, it's oh, that's pretty. amazing. Yeah.
1: So it was cool. Cause I like, I'm like, nobody's going to listen to me unless I make them. So um, <laughs> I made like a whole list of like 300 contacts and emailed a bunch of people and two people said, sure. And I was like, okay, cool, and that's sort of been the process ever since. So then, taboo, I was like, okay, well, at least there's four songs, so I have a greater <laughs> chance of more people like at least liking one of them. And then same thing, like not too much because I, I was still just like putting things out there just to have something to my name. Um, but it, yeah, people heard it, they liked it. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'd seen, I'd seen the stories, the sharers, Instagram was kind of my main source of seeing how it was circulating and everything that you had been resharing, everybody tagging up and saying, Hey, I love this song. This is such a a fantastic EP and everything. It's, it's honest. And and it was a really good EP. I'll tell you that too. So it was always, uh, I was a fun one. Yeah. Ocean was like one of the ones that I guess I had played a great deal. Um, and now we'll be able to pull from Maroon. So I'm just going to quickly just take us back to this one, because I know, uh, you've got seven songs, I believe on this EP. And, uh, yes. so this one, it, is there any sort of a story behind kind of, I guess, whether it's the sequencing of the songs or kind of anything you wanted to convey through all of them collectively or individually?
1: I didn't really have like an order. Like I knew I wanted, um, a intro song and a, interlude so a warning is the intro and then captivating Mm -hmm. is the interlude and then i wanted an outro um and i still classify wasted potential as an outro even though it's like almost five minutes long um (laughs) i i'm like it's an outro it is (laughs) and and uh, i didn't know what the songs would actually be like maroon could have been the intro or whatever but i after all the songs were done, I looked at it and I was like, if I order it in this way. A, it sounds the best to me in that order, like from beginning to end, but B, it sort of like starts with me having my guard up so severely. Um, and then like each song, I feel like I sort of slowly like unravel another layer of myself. So oh, that's yeah. what I found interesting. And I also, f- I really liked, I found this later on once it had already been released, but like, In the first song, I say, I'm sorry, I don't always give warning for the things that leave my mouth. Mm -hmm. And then in Waste of Potential, I say, um, I missed all the warning signs.
0: Oh, that's clever. And
1: I was like, whoa,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is clever. That is clever. But I
1: didn't like do that intentionally. So I was like, oh, now it has to be that. Yeah.
0: Oh, there you go. No, that's perfect. Or you can just consider, um, Wasted Potential being that, uh, that end of the record where it just keeps spinning on and on and doesn't go further into the middle. Like just like that, just that long or, or something like a, like a, a an ending an outro with a post credit scene or something. I don't know if you want <laughs> consider it that, but, but yeah. yeah, you know, it's great that way. But, um, yes. Yeah. So do you have any particular stories about any of these individual songs, anything that, uh, um, whether it was in in writing them or getting them together kind of how they came to be
2: um
1: i have a couple we've, stories. we've
0: heard the maroon story uh, so yeah, far yeah yeah
1: i have a couple uh, stories yeah. i guess guilty pleasure is the one that i feel like has resonated the most with people um and everyone's like mm. how would you write this like what? and i'm like if i'm being honest <laughs> with you i was i don't even remember that one slipped my mind i didn't think anything of it like i genuinely did oh. not think that song would be that um as good as it was like i i I just went into logic one day i wrote down can see pleasure in my head i'd rather have in my bed and i was like okay that's kind of catchy whatever and i never changed it and then i just like left it alone and my version that i sent ben because ben produced that one um was not too different he just obviously made it sound like an actual song (laughs) Um, and like actually something that's good um Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and And we just sort of like built off this indie dreamy sunset type of song. And the entire time as I was recording it, I remembered saying to him. I'm like, I could sing this for hours. like I'm not getting usually at like a two hour mark of doing vocals, like I'm done. I kind of want to clock out yeah. um or I'm just like, because it's such a sad lyric that I'm like, oh, like again, like, but this one is so upbeat. It's fun. The lyrics aren't like necessarily not sad, but I'm not singing them in a sad way. So it was really fun yeah. to record that one. Um, uh-huh. I really enjoyed making that one. Running Man, I think was the most creative one because the writing process, I went to, um, a, you know, the, I guess he's banned, uh, but Bahamas music.
0: Perhaps, perhaps. Yes. perhaps so I went to a concert
1: of his. Yeah. I went to a concert of his here in London with a friend like last December. Um, and Ariel Posen was the opener. He's like this fantastic guitar player. He's got a really soulful voice. And I've never heard his music before. And I was like in awe of this man and in his songwriting abilities and his guitar abilities. I was like, I don't know how one person can do all that. And then I went home that night, um, like dealing with my own anxieties. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to write a song after how his show made me feel. Because I'm like, anytime a songwriter like really hits me, I just feel like I need to write a song about it. I don't it's funny, yeah. but I wrote running man. Didn't really like edit it too much. Um I just sort of like had this like verse, chorus, bur like bridge. It was such a weird layout and structure. Um and then I said to Sarah cuz Sarah produced that one. I was mm-hmm. like, "Wouldn't it I had this like demo on my um session and we kept some of the like background vocals. And I was like what if we took all these harmonies, played them in the beginning. It's really atmospheric. And then like what if the percussion was my footsteps because it's called running man? So oh. I don't know not too many people uh-huh. like know that unless I tell them, but that sound you're hearing is me running at 70 beats per minute on like a rock gro- road, like a gro-
0: <laughs> That is interesting. Yeah. That yeah. is a very creative way, yeah, because I I did hear that and I was going. Um, sometimes I'm always I'm always curious. So uh, what what piques my interest is sometimes what makes some of the sounds that come through. So you know, having mm-hmm. something like that just makes it super creative. Uh, and we could yeah. have
1: like so so easily used a sample or just like mimicked it, but I was like, why not just get my own. And now I can credit myself as a runner on a song. Like it's so funny.
0: <laughs> there you go. I mean, it you know would be funny if you put a music video or something together for that song, and then just—I like really the, the, wanted the... to.
1: Music videos are kind of expensive to make, but well, yeah. I have one in planned for Guilty Pleasure this year
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, to promote it even more. Um, and then Running Man, I always had this idea of like just having somebody run a track. Like that's kind of all I would want the video to be is somebody running a track the whole time and then maybe the lyrics in the middle.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah or something like I, I know going back to sounds quickly, um, in Punchline, there's like these things in the beginning that almost make me, f- made me think of like the sounds of like punches, which is kind of flinch, which might be like a a, a random Those uh, are just drums. Direction Those are- <laughs> but it's funny because it made me feel like for some reason, I, I was just thinking maybe the wordplay in my head yeah. Made them think like it was like, like, like literal punches. Uh, of course, I figured they were drums, but they kind of felt like because of just the power, you know, the beginning, yeah. right? It kind of felt like they were almost like punches. So That's kind of
1: it. I, I told Sarah, I was like, I want these drums to be obnoxiously loud. And she was like, Are you sure? And I said, Yes. <laughs> and Clever. Yeah. We got them. So. <laughs>
0: There you go. Yeah. I mean, of course, you wouldn't want to be actually punching something or someone or whatever for that. <laughs> that's, no. That's not gonna go down very well. No. But um yeah, no, that's that was really cool though. I was I and mean, of course the music video. I mean, um like but that one was I think one of the singles you released too, right? So
1: Yes, that was the that, last single video. I released.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do also notice that there was a lot of um because you share content on your YouTube in terms of some of the behind the scenes, you know, like the vlogs and that sort of thing, right? And I know there was. Oh my god! A...
1: I always forget that. Uh, like, I'm not the only one watching those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, 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 don't your efforts have not gone unnoticed? We'll say that. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, you know, it's. Um, I remember seeing all these pictures and videos of, I guess, all the photo shoots you'd done for some of the songs, like for. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Ruin and so on and, and everything. How was that experience like? Because I think it was It was
1: uh, good. Yeah. Um I actually was like, I only want to do this once. So we did it all in one day. And it didn't take very long because I had a very organized photographer, her name's Stephanie Montani. Um and she's super like creative. She had such a good like look on what I wanted. Um the outfits I literally bought from Value Village to save money where I could. Oh yes. And <laughs> I stole my mom's wedding shoes and wore it for this. Like I actually I stole a lot from my mom for this. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: and then I bought the maroon tapestry. It was just like fun. like it was just another way to be creative. I got oh, yeah. all these amazing photos. I would say the only annoying thing is that I took these photos February of last year. And I was like, well, I need these to last me until this EP comes out in a year. So I can't really change anything about my appearance, like, until.
0: <laughs> so, That's fair. and I have not yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think people have uh, sort of uh, done a double take or asked and said, "Wait, is this Ariana? What is this?" Or, or sort of, how long ago was this photo? Right? I mean, I hope you haven't had any really um, pesky questions like that. Oh God, no, I haven't had a
1: single one. So I think it worked. (laughs) Uh,
0: Looks like you've done a good job, exactly. (laughs) So would you say now will be time, perhaps, that you're going to go ahead and 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 do all the changes you want before the next album? Perhaps you know.
1: Oh yeah. I want to go like bleach blonde, but my hairdresser won't let me. So,
0: <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But that looks like it was a lot of fun, though. Going back to that uh, that photo shoot and all that. I mean, it was I mean, fun.
1: You yeah. get to feel like a model for a day, and oh, which yeah. is also like like sounds stupid, but like a lot of people that, especially women that look like me, don't necessarily get that opportunity to always be behind a camera, and. I think it's nice that I could create that opportunity for myself and just like show people like you can, it's not that hard. Like you can do it.
0: It's doable. Oh, very doable. Yeah. 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 And Like if I can do
1: it, if I can do it, you can do it. Like the only way I afforded that was because I got these government grants and it was worth it. I promise you it was worth it. And I did, Mm. I will say nobody said anything about the way the photos looked, but I do remember one person um, being like, how could you spend that much? like on these photos and I was like one this person's getting me these like materials back to me in such a short amount of time because they have the years and expertise two like anytime an artist is promoting themselves like people do tie it to an image whether that's a good image or a bad image and I was like Mm -hmm. I want it to just be me but you're like it's not going to captivate anybody's attention if it's just at a selfie do you know what I mean like yeah, that's everywhere yeah. nowadays we're so over like that's so over a selfie it's, like, it's a super
0: saturated market full of selfies yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: so I was like this is still me it's just a little bit different yeah yeah
0: shake shake things up a little bit uh stand out a bit honestly too actually with that uh, yeah and I will I think it came out from that yeah
1: I think it was totally worth it
0: oh Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll be seeing, oh, I mean, you know, we might be seeing those photos down the road and all sorts. Maybe a billboard might have it or something one oh. day if they decide to advertise it <laughs> or whatnot, right? I don't
1: know if I want my
0: Face on a <laughs> you know or, or yeah, you, maybe you're, the you're, guilty
1: pleasure cover because my face isn't really in that one it's blurred so that one oh is that's fine. fair yeah there
0: you go. or if you're if you're if you're back you're back in hamilton you know you're writing the hsr or something there's like one of those bus ads on the, no.
1: on the top,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then people will make the association like is that you on the you know and that sort of thing
1: I'm like and- yeah I'm, I'm just like you guys <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's, that's funny though. But yeah. Um, let me see any, if there are any other stories I'm trying to think if there's anything else that came off from, from Maroon. but, um, oh, what's yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I know, uh, Wasted Potential. I did not want that song to come out at first, um, for a really long time. I was probably one of the first songs I ever like put into logic as I was learning logic. And so I never thought anything of it. I was like, this is just me trying to figure out how this system works. Um, but for some reason I use it for an assignment for class in third year. And I it got played, but our prof would never say like who wrote it. So my friend who knows my voice was like, I know you read that. And it was Ben. And Ben was like, why don't we make that song? And I go, Ben, I really don't like that song. Like I submitted it for the assignment, but I don't like it enough to put it out. Like it's not. I don't relate whatever um and then I went back and like rewrote it and then he like for months I want to say like four months went by and he was like we we should produce it like if you let me and I was like so I gave in we spent one day like trying to make something it was good I just still like left there being like I don't like it um and then I just like (laughs) I don't know what happened like Four more months went by and I just like listened to it and I went hmm, maybe he was onto something or maybe I was onto something and then <laughs> we listened and we did it again and we made it and it was beautiful um it is yeah
0: that is interesting yeah you know I I guess it it sometimes takes a bit of time doesn't it like uh, um, honestly with just about anything or I I look at it one night and I'm going uh, "Hmm, uh, I don't know if I like this and then a few days later you know a different perspective maybe comes up and you realize oh this is actually not bad or maybe something else shows up so looks like uh, it was and and, hey that that timing was well worth it because that that's a great track too
1: yeah and there was we got um I asked Sarah, I texted her, and I was like, Do you know any good clarinet players? Like, Ben and I are trying to put clarinets on this song. And she was like, I got you. Within five hours, I got four tracks of multiple takes of different harmonies from this guy named Sam Davidson, phenomenal clarinet player. And he just sent it in five hours. And I was oh, like, Wow. And we. It was so easy. And I was like, wow, (laughs) I wish everything I asked for was that quick. Like,
0: (laughs) Almost as good as the snap of a finger. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, wow.
1: And I think that really made me fall in love with the song. I was like, it just needs something that isn't a guitar. Like, (laughs) I think I was just getting sick of hearing guitar because I was just writing so much and making so many songs that I was just, I guess my ears were tired. But hearing a clarinet, I was like, oh that's beautiful and it brought me back to my like orchestral roots a little bit so
0: oh yeah oh yeah I mean you, you don't you don't it's not every day you get to hear like a clarinet just kind of appear in a song somewhere too right like yeah. most uh, most people pick um various instruments but the clarinets one I find that uh unless I'm looking in the wrong market of music I never usually hear it often in in, in places where you normally wouldn't expect a clarinet to be put into I really like that touch thank you yeah, so let's see. What have you got ahead now? I mean, you've got uh, you've got the Maroon the release. Um, you did actually have a show, I think, actually at Western, right? To sort of I guess um, promote it or just to kind of play it. Tap, it's, yeah.
1: It's Tap Center for Creativity in London. Um, so it's not affiliated with Western by any means, but it's downtown London. Oh
0: my bad. No, 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 no don't. <laughs>
1: That's okay. Um, For some
0: reason, I, I i had I had the image that it was, and I kept putting them together. I think and it's because... probably because of promotions and what's.
1: That yes, and exactly. That sort of
0: thing, right? So well, when my mind glues things together, they usually stay together, and it's really hard to pull them apart. So yeah. at least I know. It's, but yeah, anyway, how 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 did that go? I think maybe we can. Uh, oh my yeah. god,
1: it exceeded my expectations. Um, I am, <laughs> I'm so happy about that day. Like, I'm sad about it being done as it was as I strummed the last chord I was like are you kidding me like I spent a month and a half planning and rehearsing and now it's just over but we did it at tap tap is like an art gallery um I'm pretty sure they are a charity run gallery and it's a beautiful area we had a sold out show and this was my first time ever playing with a live band um Ever, like regardless of it being my my songs or not. So mm-hmm. I was super nervous, but also super excited because I remember Ben approaching me. Ben knows his stuff when it comes to live performance gear and sound. Like he knows it in and out and I don't. So it makes me very nervous. Um, but he's always like there. He will explain it to me until I get it. And he was like, do you think we should use tracks? Which we, we've done before. Um, I did a different show in London like last summer where we did tracks and i was just like no i don't think we need to like we have this beautiful space these songs came from me in my bedroom like it's not it never was this huge production and it doesn't have to be that when i show it to people for the first time so um, um it was i i thought having a live band was the big production for me as a singer songwriter i was like this is insane like <laughs> yeah yeah so and I think it translated really well in that space. Um the fact that it sold out, we like I was nervous about it. I was like, what if nobody comes? Like yeah. But then like half my family sold the place out. Like it was so funny. <laughs> it was so nice.
0: No, that, that support is amazing though. It's, it's honestly fantastic for sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think this, this, we this is your first live performance of the band. Cause I guess prior to this, you would have just done, let's say solo guitar performances and stuff like yeah, that. So and I've also, seen various videos of that. And so I figured that maybe it was just a much bigger live setting and that sort of thing. Exactly. Right? Like
1: I've only played solo guitar or with Ben. Um, and I also like, mind you, I started putting music out during COVID. So like that's true <laughs> the it's... it's not like i had a lot of performance opportunities
2: <laughs> and i didn't want that's them fair. yet
1: my, my focus was creating not performing i was like I, mm. I, what am i gonna do perform nothing like I, <laughs> <laughs> I could and and my goal was always as i said to write my own songs and play them obviously there's something to be said about playing covers i will always play covers at gigs i there's so many songs that i wish i wrote and that's how i determine if i would play it or not um that's just like me. Obviously, everybody is different, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want the songs to reflect me as a person, as an artist, as much as I can, regardless of if I wrote them or not. But most of the time, I wrote them.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. But honestly, but even your cover renditions are really great. Like I remember there was one that I saw of uh, you covering Joni Mitchell with both sides now or something like that. That was really <gasps> oh,
1: nice. Oh, thank you. Oh.
0: That's a song that I really love, and and I your, was your so nervous. Amazing.
1: I was so nervous about doing a Joni song. It was the, that was the October fall festival here in London. Um, Funnily enough happened in September. (laughs) And, (laughs) and I, I was like, okay, it's a fall festival. I'm going to play some like, you know, folky singer songwriter music. I feel like that's what fall is to me. And I, I learned both sides now. And I was so nervous because I just didn't want to mess up her words. Um, And I I love that song. I love Joni so much. But both sides now. I don't know if you saw, there was a video of her and Brandi Carlisle at this, I can't remember the name, but it was a humongous music festival this past summer. And Joni Mitchell was singing both sides now, now that she's in her, what, like 70s, 80s? Um, that
0: song just gets more and more intense every as, time she as releases she a recording. As she lives and ages, it's like it it takes a whole different spin on the same exactly. song, which is insane. There was there was a recent album I think wasn't there where she actually had it as as a song on there. Yeah, And my goodness, when I listened to it, it was it, was, it just it was just like you could you could feel the maturity and kind of the the wisdom and age in that uh, sort of edition of the song compared to how when she first recorded it back in like the late sixties or something like that.
1: Yeah. No, I, I respect that woman so much. <laughs> oh,
0: such a fantastic, a fantastic Canadian woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know
1: what's sad? I didn't learn that she was Canadian until like last year. <laughs> <laughs> I just I knew she was famous. I knew that she was great at what she did. Didn't know she was Canadian. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Saskatchewan. That's where she's from.
0: I, I think so. I, I believe I, so. I'm going to have to run that through and make sure that I, <laughs> I don't, I don't misquote her hometown anywhere. So I'll have to make sure when I get the rest of this episode, I will make sure that I get her quoted or maybe play something, sneak something in there from Joni Mitchell just for fun, because, you know, because why not?
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: anyway, yeah. Um, uh, anything ahead. I, I think I was meaning to get to this, but I jumped backwards instead of forward when I went to the tap performance, which I'm glad to hear went very well, mm-hmm. but I know you've got some more upcoming uh, shows and things or what else is up ahead? What What, what have you got?
1: Yeah, some shows, hopefully some graduating happening. Oh, yes. Um <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um I'm gonna be playing a show in Hamilton on May seventh. And it's at the Casba. And it's gonna be in their lounge, and I'm very excited because I have been outside of Hamilton now for what, four years? Haven't really gotten the chance to play too many gigs there. And uh-huh. once again, um People won't just ask you to do things. So I reached out to all of the venues in Hamilton if I could perform there. And a lot of them said, sure. So the first one's Casbah. i trying to figure out some others right now. And hopefully people will come.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Because, uh, I mean, it's it's amazing how many music venues are just within Hamilton itself, right? Whether they're indoor, they're outdoor. I, I just read somewhere. Overall.
1: I read somewhere the other day that Hamilton has like the seventh highest um, independent music, independent musicians per capita internationally.
0: Internationally? Holy and I was goodness. like, what? Oh, Hamilton, oh, wow. Ontario?
1: Which, when you think about <laughs> it, there is not like we are not lacking in talented music here.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. So.
1: Okay, I, and, I and all shocked. the
0: untapped potential that's still there too. Like I, I'm, I'm sure that that out. There I don't know just... when
1: that source was dated, so you know.
0: <laughs> uh, it's still probably growing as we speak, though I'm sure. Yeah. So it definitely. I see. I, I figured it was pretty big. Like uh, when I started volunteering at the station and doing this show for example it, it just opened my eyes to how big the music scene in Hamilton was but um never really to uh, I guess think it was internationally like a massive yeah. music scene. like that means like you wonder like all the other musical towns out there
1: <laughs> or <laughs> like all the,
0: all the all the uh who's uh, number like, eight like, you know like Nashville or whatever or just random places I can't think of off the top of my head or I'll butcher them if I try to mention any but yeah. um but yeah it's just 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 amazing so um, also, I should mention that you actually are yourself from Hamilton. I don't know if I mentioned that already to you listening, in case you're wondering um, where in the world Ariana was from. Uh, it would have been from 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 Ancaster, right? Sort of born, your and raised, born, born and raised. Born in
1: McMaster Hospital. <laughs> 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 and I was raised
2: in. Yeah, um, I actually yeah.
1: grew like. Yeah, I'm from Hamilton. Um, yeah, Ancaster area. But I love Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely immersed me into the arts at a very young age. So Mm -hmm.
0: that's amazing, yeah. And I guess now is your chance to go ahead and explore all that, and uh, wherever you, wherever you find yourself doing shows down the road, uh, maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know if you you record around in the Hamilton area, perhaps, or do stuff like that. And uh, who knows? We'll we'll see. I guess what happens there. But uh, hey, yeah. Where can we catch you socially? Um, You know, you can plug whatever and uh, however you want to.
1: I've always wanted to do this. You can find me on Instagram at Ariana Fig with an underscore. Um, my YouTube channel where I've been posting vlogs a lot more lately and I post a lot of covers on there. Um, that is Ariana Fig Music. And Spotify Apple Music, just type in Ariana Fig and listen to a tune.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let or let Ariana know that you've you've been watching your vlogs. So then she'll remember that there's a, there's a good audience out there. People honestly, love to watch that content. You know,
1: <laughs> I, I forget because I'm not the only one. But I make them just for myself, and then I end up forgetting I have a public YouTube channel. So. I post them because in like there's some that I've posted that are now they're on private (laughs) because they're from high school. But I go back and watch them. Uh, I'm like, I was so funny as a kid. Like, why did I not? Why did I? Why did I stop making these? Um, And they're so cringy too. And they're just like, oh yeah, they're so amazing to watch yourself grow via video. Like I remember growing up watching our home videos all the time, and I just loved it. I loved it so much. And I was like, well. Nobody's following me around with a video cam recorder anymore. So I have my phone and I'll start making the vlogs. Um, Yeah. But only about the things that I really think need to be shown because there is something to be said about just like living your life.
0: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like you you you, and you make that distinction, right? You share however much or however little you want to do. Yeah. So it's perfectly just whatever you whatever you feel best with, right? And but no home video is just there there is a certain magic to watching, especially having been of the age where as a kid I would have grown up being recorded on those So then now we get to pull them up in the VCR and watch those old. And tapes it takes so much to while, get right? them
1: on the TV now.
0: Yeah. Like it's... Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just
0: such a funny, it's, it's an amazing, but it's, it's honestly, it's just, it's so interesting to, 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 to watch. Like I, for me, recent things that I record. That when I started here at the station, or even just my attempts at holding a a digital video camera a few years ago prior, I could never watch those because uh, (laughs) I I, I was always afraid of the kinds of bizarre content I was capturing on those things, or how it was sounding, like whatever. And uh, but it's it must be fun to look back at those.
1: Even had a 3DS that had a camera. I know that had a camera. What? Wait, those things had cameras the 3ds did it was like the newer one and i had yeah, a camera yeah. on it and i recorded <laughs> i remember i spent my birthday money at like Aeropostel. <laughs> <laughs> and i and this was like prime Holy time gee. of beauty influencers on like youtube being like this is yep. my haul
0: oh my goodness
1: and so i was like this is my haul and i i lost the charger. So it's just dead in my (laughs) desk. Um, And if I ever buy a new charger just to find those videos, I think I have to share them with the world because they're so... so funny.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. I never knew that the 3DS had a camera because see, I I just remember because we never we never could uh we never had any handheld devices of our own until we got ourselves a a, a Nintendo Wii for the whole family. So mm-hmm. not for ourselves. Every time I was on the school bus, though, back in elementary school, I'd always go lean over to my friends over my friend's shoulder and watch him or her playing like their 3DS, their DSI or whatever, and just like yeah. flipping it open and all that kind of stuff. It's like just i don't know honestly all you really
1: needed was a game boy if you needed any oh my
0: goodness wow this is the stuff i missed out in my childhood i'm telling you (laughs) (laughs) i was just it was just my personal computer and me and uh something that just had like a walk i didn't
1: have have a personal computer i had um a handheld and then i shared i think until university i shared a laptop with my dad which basically meant i didn't have a laptop
2: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I, I will say that when I when I do me personal computer, I will say it's actually a shared a uh, desktop that was strictly for games because it had no Internet connection. You could do nothing on it. It was okay. just there for just very simple PC games and and that sort of thing. The thing only had like, I um, mean, that's like, all you
1: need. Yeah. Yeah, I think I
0: had not even like like three or four gigabytes of storage so there's exactly. not much you can put on there anyway on the hard on the hard drive mind you so that's how old the computer is oh and so yeah I was a laptop I, I was off my parents computers and laptops for practically all of my uh, academic life up until university yeah
1: I mean yeah. like you can do it
0: yeah oh it's doable it's very doable. It's totally doable we had like the oldest versions of Microsoft
1: Office it's a matter you of convenience <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: yeah. 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 But you know, it's, it's, it's fun looking back and enjoying those times and uh, whatnot, but Hey, lots to look ahead f- for you and uh, for all of your music. So uh, I took us on a weird tangent there, but thanks for plugging <laughs> no, all your okay. socials. I just realized I'm like, where do we even come from and all this, but yeah. Or, or you know, if, if you ever find yourself uh, you probably may want to, if you're listening to this, if, if you if Ariana ever does share any of those old videos, <laughs> you, know, you never <laughs> know, at least now we'll, we'll be, we'll be all eyes and all ears if anything ever does come out but
2: yay
0: <laughs> anyways no thanks so much yeah so ariana's uh, new album again that's maroon the i'm uh, sorry the ep maroon is maybe an album could be down the works one day in the future perhaps but uh, this ep is out uh, and you can check it out on all of your favorite streaming platforms that she mentioned on our socials feel free to check her out but uh, ariana thanks so much for your time thank you And that was our chat there with Ariana Fig. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And just before we go, I mean, first off, thanks for tuning in. And I really appreciate your support here at CFMU. This is one more song I'll play for you from the same EP, and it's called Guilty Pleasure. Hopefully you enjoy this track and have a great rest of your day. Take
2: care. Does it counts.
0: This has been First Up for 93.3, CFMU broadcasting out of McMaster University in the basement of the Student Center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This show has been recorded from home in Mississauga, but still comes to you live nonetheless. Be sure to check out the podcast form of this, which will be released later on by visiting cfmu.ca slash shows slash 159 and looking for this, which is episode number 60. Hopefully you enjoy the episode once again. And until the next one, I will see you later.